Podnuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Geeksters episode 185. This is your host, Martin Obando. Uh, Geeksters is a show where we're going to talk about all things geeky, from computers to laptops to smartphones to, oh my gosh, you name it, IoT devices. I haven't had any of those yet, but... Uh, someday soon, someday soon. But anyways, welcome to Geeksters episode 185. Again, I'm your host, Martin Obando. Uh, we're going to just dive right in. and We're going to start off with a, a tad bit of sad news, unfortunately, today. Um, a good friend of the show, actually a good friend here in the Pacific Northwest by the name of Joe Mesman from Scalable Computers. He's moving. Joe's done. He's he's out. Uh, mic drop on for Joe. Uh, Joe has retiring from the computer business. He and his uh, wife are moving to Arizona. They're actually leaving tomorrow uh, to head out to look at a couple places down there. Totally jealous. Uh, it's been nasty and windy and rainy and stuff like that. And he's moving down to Arizona where it's going to be nice and lovely. And he can actually drive that brand new Corvette that he has um, all around with the top down and just enjoy the sunshine. So Joe... We'll miss you, Podnuts. Uh, we'll miss you. Thanks for all the work that you've done in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, maybe we can grab a, a quick bite to eat or something like that before you actually physically move down there. Um, if not, Joe, I know I from uh, from Obando Computing, Geeksters, you've written in a couple times, and also the Podnuts community. We'll uh, just wish you the best of luck. Enjoy that retirement. Get that those feet up and just enjoy the sunshine down there in Arizona. So, all right, Joe, have a really, really great time. All right. It has been a busy week. I don't know if anybody else has had such a busy week, but for some reason, this week just kind of started off with a bang and just kept going. So today, it's ah, get a chance to just to relax, get a chance to talk to you guys about some of the things that happened to me over the week, um, some of the stuff that I've been looking at. And uh, we'll just, we're going to just dive right, we're just going to dive right in. So one of the first things that happened to me is I got a call from one of my clients um, and and she said that she got a pop-up on her window and the computer screeching, loud numbers called Microsoft Tech Support. Uh, so she, we got a hold of each other and, and what happened was, of course, it was that fake antivirus or that fake virus warning that you get with, uh, different web pages. So all she did was she was able to actually close out of, uh, I believe it was Internet Explorer. She closed iExplorer.exe in the system tray, uh, in the task manager and everything went away, got back in. She's good to go. So. Um, we're going to talk quite a bit, I think, today about ransomware because I've just been seeing a lot of that. It's kind of on the forefront of everything. Um, I've got some clients who are concerned with that. What are we going to do? How are we going to prevent ourselves from that? I'm still working on getting them some documentation about that. But a couple times, you know, throughout this whole week, I kind of came across a couple websites regarding um, ransomware, um, what what to do, what not to do. So one of the one of the things that that I had uh, come across as a as a um, an article was this website called it's from ZDNet and it's called We Talk to Windows Tech Support Scammers. Here's why you shouldn't. And this is actually a really funny article. Uh, it's not very long, uh, but they go through and they they basically create a couple VMs. They get some Windows scammers on there. They they call them. They, they call them. You know, there's phone calls that go back and forth and and. Um, they try to, you know, it's just basically they run in, they, they grab their, their, uh, they get into their remote computer. They do the Windows Action Center. They show them which security systems are enabled, which ones aren't. Um, they pulled up a command line to show them which, um, what's their local and their foreign exchange IP. Well, they say foreign exchange, but I'm going to guess their, you know, external IP address. But, and, and then they just kind of go on and on and on. Finally, if, 
if you know they they gave them bogus payments uh, that didn't go over very well uh, they they didn't pay them that didn't go very well and so what they would end up doing is these scammers would actually use a cool tool called syskey um, to encrypt the local users local and remote user passwords and then basically what would happen is you would reboot the computer and the computer would be locked out so these scammers uh just get into your computer. And I've actually had this a couple times where, where a couple of my clients have called me and they said, oh, we got that fake virus. It was it said Windows said that our computer was infected. We called. They jumped in the computer. They um, they showed me what was infected. And then they said, pay us. And, and I told them, no, I wasn't going to pay you. And then they left. And so I went and cleaned it, their computer. I didn't see anything out of the crazy, you know, craziness. But what happened was, is I was wondering, what are they really after? Is this just a you know, are they just taking no for an answer and walking away? And they figured, you know, okay, we tried. And they'll just they'll just keep trying. Or are they going to go to extreme measures like this article talks about where they actually lock the computer? Um, you know, when you tell them no, because they don't gain anything, right? They're, they've already, they've already disconnected. Um, so are they just kind of being malicious in that? Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those things where where my clients and I are, are are wondering, you know, if your computer, you know, well, you you blatantly know when there's ransomware, right? Where the computer says pay us and we're going to give you, you know, your stuff back. That may or may not work. So there's a monetary, you know, they're looking for a monetary result um, from from that, you know, a monetary gain. But if they don't and they get in your computer, say this is everything that's infected, and then you tell them no, I'm not going to pay you, and they leave. Is that that? Are they just going to, you know, move on to the next person? Hopefully the next person will pay them. I don't know. So, uh, that was, that's an interesting article that I, that I came across. Um, <laughs> a, 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 a friend of the show had sent, uh, this in as well. And it's called the Jolly Roger telephone.com. And I've never seen this, uh, or at least it's been a while since I have, but you can reroute your calls, um, to this telemarketer, this, uh, this robot. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it, it tells you how to do it. Um, basically conference them in and stuff like that. But it's, uh, uh, you know, it sounds pretty interesting, but this is all these, of course, will be in the show notes, but it's called the Jolly Roger telephone company. Um, how to send your telemarketers to this robot. Um, apparently it's not just for scammers, but it can be used for, for telemarketers, telemarketers as well. Uh, but so we had, uh, you know, I'd been talking like last week in, in here, we're talking about ransomware and another article that came across is from Make Tech Easier and it's the dangerous tread of ransomware as a service. And this actually looks really good. And I'm going to kind of go through this and, and pick out some stuff to give to my clients. But, it, you know, basically it talks about what, you know, what it is, um, how the model works, how to fight it. It talks about email phishing, hacked websites, ransomware, and then, you know, the scare. Um, but it talks, you know, basically it all really comes down to, um, this, you know, the, the whole thing about really it's informing your customers about ransomware, um, letting them know that it exists, letting them know that, that it, it, you know, you could call, fall victim to this and it's nothing that you did. You just maybe clicked on the wrong website or, um, or, or you know, or nothing you wanted to do maliciously, right? Um, but this is, this is kind of cool. So I'll put this in the show notes as well. It's a good, you know, and again, it's not a very long article, but this is something to just kind of think about, um, you know, putting out, you know, maybe some information to your clients about what it is. Be aware, um, know that not everything, you know, not everything good comes in shiny packages. Uh, so, but, uh, with all of that, you know, being said, what would be the, you know, there's so many products out there for, um, you know, to fight ransomware. 
um, Crypto Locker, or excuse me, Crypto Prevent from Foolish, Nick Shaw and Foolish IT and his team. We've talked about that one before. Um, I got an email over the week um, from uh, Liam. He reached out to me and said that to check out this site, and it's called Cyber. Um, it's from Cyber Reason. Um, and it's a play, it is company, it's called Ransom Free. And it's just a free, um, little ransomware application or anti-ransomware application that can be, that can be ran. You just install it on your computer. It doesn't need to reboot. Um, there are a lot of YouTube videos about how it works, um, about putting it, showing you it ransom free in action. So, um, that's something to, to take a look at if you're, if you're looking for something you need to put on computers. I like this. Um, one of the things that, that pros on this one is that it, 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 there's well pros and cons of this one the pro is it's you just install it and it doesn't require a reboot you don't have to set anything it just runs that makes me nervous because i'm not quite sure that it's doing anything like you know sometimes too good to be true um yeah, but but the con is is that because it doesn't show you anything um at least with i know that with um Crypto prevent. Once you install it, there's some configuration you can do. You can choose the default settings. You can choose advanced settings of what you want to do. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna definitely looking at both of these. I'm gonna, you know, and uh, see what what we're gonna do. So, if you guys have used these at all, um, you know, let me know. And like I said, I know that our good friend Liam has used uh, Ransom Free, and I'm interested to see. You know, he's talked to me about a bit about it. So I'm going to be using it for a little bit. I put on my couple home machines just to see what happens. I may get a honeypot up and running or actually just a VM up and running with it and then get some uh, products and throw it on there and see what it does. That way I can just wipe out that VM. Uh, yeah. So uh, we had, we had a, so I don't know if you know, well, I hope you know, uh, but we, I have a school that I they manage to maintain and they have some Chromebooks. Oh, speaking of Chromebooks, so I got home uh, Tuesday night, something like that. It was a late night. I remember that. I got home and my son, the first thing he said was, my Chromebook's not working. I said, what do you mean it's not working? Oh, it was Tuesday night, actually. Uh, and, and he goes, I turn it on and it doesn't do anything. So the first thing I do is um, escape, reset, power. That'll just reset the whole Chromebook. And that's the lovely thing about Chromebooks is, of course, that all of my son's documents are in the cloud. So I don't have to worry about backing things up. He just will pull them from there. Um, it also means that he can go to my wife's laptop or my laptop, um, grab what he needs to do, work on it, and then just print it. So he's he'll never, you know, he doesn't. He's not without a computer at any time. He always has access to his data. And uh, so we we so he, he had to go do a project, and so I, I headed out and went to one store, and and they didn't have a Chromebook, and and uh, oh, so let me go back. So I would hit Control or Escape, reset power, and the it would light up. It would show me the screen to reset his Chromebook. I would walk through the steps to reset his Chromebook and then it would turn it back on and nothing. So uh, the Chromebook is still here. It's in my office. I actually let it die, completely run out of battery power. So I'm going to see what's going to happen with that. Uh, I'm going to mess with it a little bit. But what I ended up having to do was go get my son a Chromebook because he had to get some work done. So we we I'd headed off uh, that, that evening um, and went down to Office Depot because I just needed something. I didn't have time to order it. So Office Depot, they had a Chromebook that was decent. They didn't have one in stock, um, which actually turned out to be a blessing because I went over to Fred Meyer's really quick, which is just right around the corner. So it was from basically I'm going from Office Depot to Fred Meyer's to like Best Buy to possibly even to Fry's or something like that. But Fry's is a 45-minute drive one way. And um, I just didn't want to do that long drive. But I knew that my son needed one, so I would have. Um, Went over to Fred Myers and actually they had one on sale and he actually wanted, he originally had a Chromebook with a 13.3 inch screen, but he felt like that was a little big. Um, and so he definitely wanted to go with something a little smaller. So I got him to 11.6. Um, 
I can't remember which one it was. I think it was a Samsung or an Acer. I can't remember. But uh, nice little laptop, nice little Chromebook. So he's up and running, and we were good to go. And then to come to find out, his Chromebook kept rebooting on him. Uh, and that was a little frustrating because I'm like, this is brand new out of the box. And um, and it would be – so it would be interesting because we turn it on, and the Chromebook would, would uh, kick back into Chrome, and then – it would take about five seconds, and then it would the, the screen would would go black, come back up, and Chrome would have restarted. So now we're back to the screen. Go to settings, quick extension, you know, settings, whatever, and it would reboot and reboot. It would do that for about five times, and then it would actually reboot the whole Chromebook. And as time went on, it would get faster and faster. <laughs> so what happened is, you know, by the end, it would it would just boot up, re- reboot, boot up, reboot, boot up, reboot, boot up, and then completely reboot. Um, so the initial reboots was just Chrome, the browser restarting up. So finally we got it to a spot where I was able to get into it. I was like, okay, good. Got into it. Now, before that, I logged in as me with my Google account. No problems, no issues, nothing. So I have a feeling what it was, was a couple things. One, bad extension. So as soon as I was able to get into his Chromebook under his account, I, del- I, I, re- I disabled all extensions. And then, I went into the settings where it says reload last set of pages and I just said start from homepage. So I have a feeling it was a combination of two. He had some weird extensions in there. So I think that was causing the problem. But I also think that he had gone to somehow gotten to a page. That page had caused Chrome to reboot. And but yet every time Chrome opened up, it would just reboot. So it was in this loop in the cycle. So we, we were able to clean it out. Once we did that, actually, actually, and then I actually reset Chrome. Chrome. I went all the way down to the bottom and set reset the whole thing. Let's just start from scratch. Um, put back on the browsers, his, you know, offline docs and um, uBlock origin, things like that. And uh, so far, so good. No problems with it. So, uh, so that was good. And the more and more I use Chromebooks, the more and more I really, really like them. And, um, you know, they have their place. They definitely have their place. Uh, I think if I get my sons up and running, his old one up and running, I'm going to take it with me and I may try to use it as my, um, as a work machine for a day. I'll just carry it around, see what happens. Because really, when I go to work and I, I need to jump into a computer, I'm using Screen Connect. Well, that's, that's hosted offsite on a Linux box. Okay, so that's it's cloud-based. Um, what if I need to print? Okay, so that I'll run into an issue there, but really when I'm in the field, I'm not printing anything. Um, what if I need to get into some documents and make some changes? Well, I'm, you know, since I use a Linux box, I just use LibreOffice and all my docs are handled through, you know, they're all off-site and they're being backed up and, you know, through my own secure like NextCloud. Okay, well, I could use Google Docs and I could open up those. Okay, uh, you know, or, or or use some kind of LibreOffice on the Chrome, or, you know, what if I need to do something else? Most of the stuff that I do, I find that I just need, you know, my computer, and it's Screen Connect, or it's grabbing documents, or it's moving data. Well, if I need to move data from one computer to another computer, chances are it's remotely, and that's Screen Connect, so that's web-based. But So I'm going to really try to give this a shot and see if I can use Chromebook as my thing as my um just a day maybe even maybe give it a week and just see really what happens but i'm gonna try to get this chromebook up and running and and uh we'll go we'll go from there uh so one of the things that i did yesterday for the school that i work with is is um they had an issue where a student uh, a student changed this person's profile so a student changed another student's profile photo to an appropriate image um 
he so I got this ticket came in and uh, basically the you know we we need to figure out how to fix that what we can do um, and if you've never called Google for their support I know that some people have had bad experiences but. I called them yesterday afternoon. That was a Saturday. And they answered the phone. The lady knew exactly what I was looking for and knew exactly where to take me. And we got the problem fixed within 10 minutes, I think, total on the phone. Because once you, once you sign up with Google and you're in their support system, you, you call the number, you enter a support ticket because it's a PIN number that basically you get from the website. Um, you enter that PIN and I think that calls up all your information. So when they ask you, you know, who you call, you know, what, what domain is you, what is your domain? Who are you? What's a good contact number to get a hold of you? What's your email address? And then what can we help you with? And I never get a first, um, I think once I've gotten, once I've had to been transferred away from the original support person, um, 90% of the time, if not more, I get, I get a support person who can handle it and I never have to go, you know, it's, they're never just kind of filtering out your problem and then they're going to pass you on. They, they solve the problem. So once, once the, the, the original issue was, was resolved or once, once they figured out who I was and yes, I'm authenticated and can talk to them, then we got into the problem. And I, so the, the question I asked them was, what can we do about a couple things? One, I want the screens to lock after X amount of times if nobody's using them. And two, I want the screen to immediately lock when a user shuts their lid on their Chromebook. And she said, not a problem. Here's how we go. And she walked me through the steps. And so what we did is we set it up to, um, and I believe if you go to uh, Chrome management and then users, this is a user policy, not a Chrome device policy, users and then under security, in there you can set the time from like one to 60, I believe. So one minute to 60 minutes of when the computer, when the Chromebook goes to sleep. Then the next thing is when it goes to sleep, what do you want to do with it? And then, then one of the next questions is, when you close the lid, what do you want to do with it? Um, and so we went ahead and and set it so after five minutes the computer goes to sleep, and then once it's asleep, I want it to lo- I want it to lock. And then when the user closes the lid, I want it to lock. So we just need to teach the students now: if you're going to leave your computer for any amount of time, close the lid, and instantly it locks. Or if you forget within five minutes, so we may need to shrink that down from five to something a little less, um, but. It can be done in the Chromebook, and so that's uh, that's pretty exciting. And we were able to get we were able to get that done. Um, yeah, I was just looking at some of this other some of my other tickets that I that I had. You know, one of the things that I'm looking at potentially doing um, is my birthday is coming up, and looking at uh, a Android watch. Um, kind of, kind of something that I've I haven't worn a watch since I was uh, worked in the emergency medicine many many years ago, um, but I started wearing a Mi Fit um, for a while that that showed like heartbeat and steps and it was more along the lines of just something on my watch on my watch on my excuse me on my wrist to remind me to keep moving. You know, um, I'm not a runner. If anybody has ever met me, <laughs> you know that I am not a runner. Uh, I'm a big guy. I'm a football player essentially, softball player. Uh, used to play football. But I'm I'm just a big guy. I'm like six two. I'm like two seventy. So I'm not tiny, but I'm not I'm not huge. I'm not like you know. But I'm a, I'm a big guy. So uh, I, I don't. I just kind of. I just need to keep moving. You know. I want to just make sure that I'm staying healthy and not stagnant all the time because it's unfortunately in this job. I go from sitting in the car for a while to sitting at my desk for a while. Um, and so I want to make sure that I stay stagnant. And I, I'm still looking around. Um, I think I've settled on the Samsung uh, watch. 
um, as opposed to the Moto. That was my first choice, was just go to the Moto. Um, but it sounds like the Moto has stopped um, producing their their watches and they're not updating them. So I don't want to buy something that's already old. Uh, the Samsung, my friend has one. It looks really nice. Um, so it's on my, that's on my birthday wish list from my wife and she's told me just to order it. <laughs> so I will probably get going and ordering that, uh, probably next week. And that way then I'll have it for my birthday. Um, and I'll just get the band. I'll probably get a different band with it, but I'll, I'll, um, as, as the next weeks go on, I'll mess with it, play with it a little bit more. I'm, you know, uh, the geek in me is really excited about being able to look at all the features on it, uh, text, email. Um, that is the one thing that I do miss not wearing that, um, that, uh, me fit. Uh, it's that it, it would tell me when I got a text or an email. So I was always, uh, kind of connected. Um, now I have to look at my phone more often. Oh, well, I know it's, it's first word problems, huh? But I, I we're going to look at that Android watch and get that going. Uh, yeah, it's just been, you know, this week I've deployed, wow, deployed many computers. Um, I'm deploying a new one tomorrow, and then I actually have a server that I'm going to be repositioning, repurposing for a second server at a site that's going to, we're going to be running um, probably Shadow Protect and then backing up images and stuff like that offsite. So I'm excited about getting that, that server done. It's actually here on, in the, in my office. Haven't plugged it in yet. It's not a huge rush. Um, uh, mainly because we're going to be, it's, it's, a, it's a March job, not a February job. So that can wait just a little bit, but I'm deploying a new, uh, all in one tomorrow. Um, just north of me, actually into the new, in the next state up Vancouver, Washington. Um, so that's my Monday is going to start out that way. Uh, coming up, gosh, I'm hoping that, um, things should go fairly, fairly smooth. Ow. Yes. Um, on Thursday morning. So I have a customer that, and I deployed these and I talked, I remember talking about these uh, a, a while ago on Geeksters that one of the routers and firewalls that I really liked was the TP-Link. I think it's the RV600, something along those lines. Um, I, I really like them. They're very simple to use. They just, they plug in. Um, they're only 100 base, um, but they just, they just work. Uh, the problem that I'm finding is that depending on the customer it and i'm going to use air quotes it almost looks like you get a buffer overflow in them so the the product will go for a while and then all of a sudden internet at your site will just drop it'll just stop well what happens is for some reason the firewall router just hiccups so you gotta unplug it wait a couple seconds plug it back in um so thursday i deployed a new one and i deployed a t50 i believe maybe a t30 i'd have to go back and look um but this I so pulled it out of the box. Was super impressed that it had four, um, four, eth- well, four Ethernet ports on it. Of course, um, they were all gig, and one of them was PoE. So I was super impressed with that. Um, got it up and running, no problem. Deployed it, super pleased with it. Uh, and I just, I'm the more and more I'm using it, uh, the more and more I'm really liking the watch guard. But super impressed with it. That T50. Um, this company just needed a basic. They're not. They're not looking for the you know the the spam watching and and the mount and the antivirus on the on the network they're just needing uh they're just needing a, a basic a basic device um i was able to this week one of the things i did do is uh we the, i met with the school i may probably mentioned that last time we were writing up a proposal for them and oh man i got a fun time just um having a great time writing up a proposal for for just about twenty five and a half thousand dollars so twenty five five uh and this included some servers 
Um, both rack mount servers for a primary domain controller and a secondary domain controller slash data server. Um, gigabit switch, PoE injectors, another watch guard, uh, you know, uh, wireless access points. Um, I, oh, so of course, watch guard. I'm not watch guard, but, uh, open mesh. So I'm deploying a new open mesh device. Hopefully this week. Um, I've got a client who their wireless, they, one of the things they wanted me to do was hook up their wireless camera. And this is not, um, like a, like a video camera or a monitoring camera. This is actually a Canon camera, like you would buy at Costco or something like that and take a, on your vacations, just a little point and shoot digital camera. Well, you could transfer the files from the computer to the, or from the camera to the computer via wirelessly. Well, their wireless kept going in and out and up and down and they have this old Asus um, wireless access point and it looks like a triangle. I've never seen one, but it's mounted to the wall. Well, their wireless was down and it couldn't get some stuff. So I would reboot it. And I've actually had to reboot that wireless a couple times. So we, uh, we went ahead and, uh, they gave me an authorization and we ordered them a new uh, open mesh device. So I'm going to be putting that in this weekend. Um, but back to, I forgot, but back to the original, the watch guard, what was happening was, is this, this TP link was failing. And this is a site that they open up pretty early because they have to cover East coast. So, you know, we're looking at 530 AM my time. And what would happen was, you know, I get calls at 6 a.m. Internet's down. They can't get email. They can't access their database. They can't, you know, any nothing. So, um, but the third time, uh, I, I said, you know, we, we need to, to do this. And, and people are probably wondering why it took three times to change out this, uh, the, the router firewall. Um, it, it's because, you know, it, it, you know, there's red tape that goes involved with it, right? You, you mention it to the customer and, you talk to the the owner and and you know was it going to happen again? Is it not? Was this a one time only an isolated event? Not sure. We happen to have it again. Okay, was this the only one? And then once there's a definite pattern, we say okay, we need to we need to do this. So it became the point where we're at five thirty in the morning. If they showed up, uh, they would let me know. I would already know by that time that the network was down because I would get notified from my monitoring software. Uh, so I would show up with them, unplug it, plug it back in. All right. See you later. Come back home. Uh, by that time I've already showered and I'm up, but maybe I'd sit in the recliner downstairs and put my feet up and catch another half an hour's worth of sleep or something. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm hoping to deploy out more of those watch guard, especially to my smaller customers. Um, just because I'm seeing, I'm seeing the need for them. I'm seeing that, um, and this is a watch guard. These are the, you know, unified threat management, but I'm seeing the need for, for them and kind of, looking at my business and realizing that, uh, that what I kind of, kind of growing up, I guess you could say, kind of realizing that what I used to deploy, what used to be my standard of deployment, um, now I need to take it to the next level. And that's kind of not using those TP-Link routers. They're good, the routers. I don't have any problem with them. Um, I ran one for many, many years here at my home, but you know, when it comes to the business and uptime and reliability, I want to make sure that my customers get get the best that they can. And I think, you know, not necessarily deploying always the cheapest, um, you know, giving them something that that's going to be, uh, that's going to last, that's going to last longer. Um, and it's more efficient. So I think we're going to stick with the, the watch guard, at least for my, my side, I know everybody, you know, has their own preferences and I think that's great. Uh, but I think for me, we're going to stick with that. And now I'm in the process of, of going, well, okay, now where, you know, what's the next customer that I could talk to about this and, and move on and, and, um, just kind of bring them up to the next level as well. Because the routers that they're using, either they're using, you know, very old home routers or, um, or sometimes they're, you know, I just had a client that is using, uh, Sonic Wall. 
Uh, it had never been registered. It, and so we registered it. We got it up to date. I, I patched it over the week and, uh, it's, it's a good little router and it's going to work fine. It's going to do what they need to do. Um, for now, it's still good. It's still under warranty, but I think we're going to, um, eventually move them off and put them onto something, um, something else. So I think, I think that's what I got for you guys this, this, uh, for this show. I know it's a, you know, short show, but we're gonna, you know, that's, that's okay. I don't want to take everybody else. I don't want to take up too much time. I know that, uh, if you're like me, when you're driving in the car, sometimes just a, uh, a half an hour podcast is really good as opposed to, you know, some of the longer ones. There's nothing wrong with, you know, two hour podcasts. I think they're great. Um, I just sometimes I'm not in the car for two hours and sometimes I can, you know, I don't want to break it up. I want to, I want to be able to, to take a podcast and listen to it all in one setting. But, so that's where I'm coming from. Uh, so if you at all are, uh, oh, let me, so we had to have some sponsors, of course, with, with Podnuts. Uh, if you go to podnuts.com and you click on the deals section, you're going to see one, a couple in there. One's called Fabs Auto Backup. Now with all the computers that I've deployed, that's what I've been using for uh, deploying new computers. It makes it so easy just to back up all the com- users' configuration settings, um, documents, music, videos, background, wallpaper, um, favorites, both Chrome, Internet, Firefox, maybe do other ones. I'm not, I, those are the ones that I use mainly. So if you, if you are doing any kind of computer um, moving, transferring, you know, as, as time goes and, and we start moving from one computer to another computer, um, check out Fabs Auto Backup. The spring is coming in the Pacific Northwest, it's not coming very fast, but it is coming here. So, you know, spring cleaning, you're always going to buy some stuff. Maybe there's out with the old, in with the new. Check out our our Amazon link, podnuts.com slash Amazon for anything you need to purchase. Um, it's Amazon, so you know it's got to be on there. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't searched weird things, but, you know, I bet you can get all your cleaning supplies from amazon.com. So thanks, guys, for hanging out with me and gals, of course, for hanging out with me uh, and for another episode of Geeksters. It's so good to be back. I'm glad to be here. Look forward to hearing from you. You can email me at martinatobandocompunion.com. You can email us at geeksters at podnuts.com. And if for some reason you're at the geeks, or the excuse me, the podnuts.com webpage and you just have a hankering to email us, Go to the live show or go to contact and then third one down, fourth one down. It's called Geeksters. There's a form there you can fill out that'll come right to us. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Any questions, tips, comments, suggestions, give me a shout. Um, I'm Martin at ObandoCompeter.com. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out again. Have a great week and don't forget to be gruntled. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, friends. This is Eric Hardini, the manager. I can tell that you like podcasts and learning about technology. One of the fastest growing areas of tech is currently small, low energy consumption computing. Come join us on the Mini PC Show, where we discuss all the new small form factor devices. The Mini PC Show, big talk, little machines.